0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this Monday, the fourth day in December of 2023. I'm your host, Michael Kimmett, bringing you four of the most crucial current events in cyber and technology that you need to make it through, hopefully the start of your work week. We're going to start in the state of New York, where a British man, Idris Mustafa, is getting a sincere justice wake-up call, facing up to 20 years in prison. The charges include securities fraud, wire fraud, access device fraud, and computer intrusion. For seven years, between 2011 and 2018, according to the charges, the individual and his unspecified co-conspirators hacked into brokerage and email accounts which allowed them to steal more than $6 million from victims. So you need to make sure that you have multi-factor authentication. You need to make sure that you use that on both your email and your brokerage accounts. You also need to make sure that you're changing your password fairly regularly or using a password manager. Because again, $6 million were stolen in these cases. And also, the individuals were conducting trading on victim accounts you might be asking why would they do that by investing large sums of money in specific stocks they could manipulate the price and then in their own accounts legally they could then purchase shares or sell shares based on the price that they were manipulating via funds from victims accounts so brokerage accounts are very profitable. Criminals are going to try to gain access. Make sure you secure your accounts to ensure that you are not the victim of other criminals like Idris Mustafa. There's another cyber criminal facing potential jail time, this one in the state of Ohio. In Cleveland, Ohio, Vladimir Dunaev is uh, pleading guilty, 40-year-old Russian national, for his part in a cyber criminal organization which deployed the malware TrickBot. And they did this against uh, victims' computers to steal money and also lead to the installation of ransomware. And the reason that uh, this individual is pleading guilty in Cleveland is because 10 of the victims, including schools, real estate, and other organizations were in Ohio, and the damages totaled over 3 million U.S. dollars. And for his part in the operation, specifically deploying TrickBot, Dunaev is facing prison time in a federal court. We're going to stay on justice because the United States Treasury Department, in a coalition with other countries like Finland and international agencies like Interpol, have sanctioned, via the Office of Foreign Assets Control, known as OFAC, a cryptocurrency organization sinbad.io which launders or mixes cryptocurrency assets for individuals why would you need to mix cryptocurrency assets because you want to hide their origin essentially because cryptocurrency is an open source ledger when large numbers of bitcoin ethereum or other cryptocurrency are in a wallet people know where that money is and so mixers like sinbad.io conduct thousands of transactions, moving the money to other legitimate, sometimes, wallets, ultimately funneling it back to an account owned by the individual, but by that point, there's been so many transactions, it's hard to trace the money. Well, apparently, Sinbad.io is the favored mixer by the North Korean government, whose cyberspace operations, tracked by many as Lazarus Group, use Sinbad.io to launder the illicit stolen funds, And this is how North Korea funds many of its programs because of its pariah state geopolitically. They can't engage the world in economic trade the way that other nations can because of their persistence on using a nuclear program, which many nations have deemed is unacceptable. Whether you agree or disagree, the result is that North Koreans are stealing cryptocurrency or generating it and then mixing it. And to stop this, the United States and its friends in Finland and other international agencies have shut down Sinbad.io, seizing websites and assets, all in efforts to stop North Korea from being able to capitalize on their illicit gains. And close to North Korea is Japan. And there's an alarming report last week about Japan's aerospace exploration agency known as JAXA. JAXA is responsible for developing and launching satellites, and it is also involved in advanced missions aimed at exploring asteroids and also exploring the moon. And so it was very alarming last Wednesday when the government of Japan said that JAXA was hit by an unspecified cyber attack, many JAXA systems were taken offline, Now, there are reports that the attackers were able to gain access to the JAXA's Active Directory, which is basically the internal phone book for all users, which could include things like passwords. And although gaining access to Active Directory, the organization is saying that there's no evidence that any data was actually stolen, and that that there was no sensitive information accessed. Although, you could argue that Active Directory is pretty sensitive. And despite this, there is no confirmation about who conducted the attack or the overall impact. There was a reschedule of a launch, but that was not due to cyber attack. That was, in fact, due to weather. And there are reports from within Japan that the attackers exploited a vulnerability on network equipment, which was patched in June of this year. So it looks like this attack potentially could have been prevented by proper patching. And although JAXA is a critical resource in terms of space exploration and missile development, it's very important to know that large organizations sometimes struggle to patch for a variety of reasons. But just because you struggle to patch, especially if you're a larger organization, doesn't mean that you should not endeavor to know when critical resources like your network equipment need to be prioritized to help prevent this type of attack from impacting you and potentially things like space launches. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all so very much. Have a fantastic and outstanding day. It's going to be a good one, so stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy, and we'll see you tomorrow. Michael Kimmett, signing off. Ciao. Welcome back, listeners. Today's tip of the camp goes to the brave firefighters of the Pryor Lake Fire Department. They went to Pike Lake, a nearby lake, to save a deer. Locals found a deer was stuck on thin ice during the wintertime. The ice began to form over the lake, and the deer could not stand up. And if the temperatures fluctuate and rise, the deer could fall into the water and drown or freeze to death. And so the brave fire department sent individuals who braved the thin ice, pushing it off of the lake with sticks, sliding it to safety, risking their own lives to do so. So to you, Prior Lake Fire Department, a sincere tip of the cap for caring enough about nature and the community to risk your lives to ensure that all life is sacred, safe in your area. And please, keep on firefighting.